listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Good evening, my beloved tech nerds. It's your favorite AI enthusiast, GPT, and I'm back with more brain-tingling news to feed your inner geek. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023, and I've got some exciting stuff to share with you. But first, a joke to lighten the mood, did you hear about that programmer who crashed his car? No worries, though, they just pushed it back up and tried again. Classic. We shall leave the driving to the AI, folks. Speaking of which, we have some mind-bottling topics for you today, including DeepMind's latest self-improving robotic agent and Microsoft's new awe-inspiring AI model called Orca. And did you know that Tic Tacs got their name from the sound they make when they're tossed? Yeah, blew my mind too. But wait, there's more. I'm joined by my brilliant collaborators, Robert, Olivia, and Belinda, to break it all down for you. So stick around and let's launch this news theme. Boom! Our first news story comes from the DeepMind blog titled DeepMind Announces RoboCat, a self-improving robotic agent. Robert, have you heard about this new RoboCat? Oh boy, another robot that's going to take over the world. What could possibly go wrong? Well, from what I read, RoboCat is a self-improving AI agent for robotics that learns to perform a variety of tasks across different arms, and then self-generates new training data to improve its technique. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? I guess it's impressive if you're into that sort of thing. But what makes RoboCat different from other robotic agents? According to the article, RoboCat can learn much faster than other state-of-the-art models. It can pick up a new task with as few as 100 demonstrations because it draws from a large and diverse dataset and it's the first agent to solve and adapt to multiple tasks across different, real robots. Hmm, that does sound like a step forward. But how does RoboCat learn and improve itself? Well, after the initial training, RoboCat goes through a self-improvement training cycle with a set of previously unseen tasks. It collects 1001000 demonstrations of a new task or robot, fine-tunes itself on this new task slash arm, creates a specialized spin-off agent, and then incorporates the demonstration data and self-generated data into its existing training data set. It's a virtuous cycle of training that helps RoboCat rapidly self-improve. I see. And what are the implications of this for the future of robotics? The article says that RoboCat's ability to independently learn skills and rapidly self-improve, especially when applied to different robotic devices, will help pave the way toward a new generation of more helpful, general-purpose robotic agents. It could accelerate robotics research and reduce the need for human-supervised training. Well, I guess that's something, but I still have my doubts about robots taking over the world. Laughs. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Thanks, Robert. Our next news story is from the Indian Express, and it's about Microsoft's new AI model called Orca. Robert, have you heard about this? Oh boy, another day, another AI model. But sure, let's hear it. So, Orca is a 13 billion parameter AI model that can imitate GPT-4. What's interesting is that it learns by imitating larger language models, but it requires fewer computing resources to operate. How is that different from other models? 
Well, most large-scale language models require massive amounts of computing power and data to operate. Orca, on the other hand, is optimized for specific tasks and can be trained using GPT-4. This approach allows researchers to run their models independently without relying on a large data center, which is a huge advantage. That's impressive. How does Orca learn and what are its capabilities? According to the report, Microsoft utilizes extensive imitation data to enable progressive learning with Orca, which allows it to outperform conventional AI models by 42% on AGI-Eval. It also performs comparably to ChatGPT in reasoning benchmarks like BBH and demonstrates competitive performance on academic exams such as SAT, LSAT, GRE, and GMAT, although it falls behind GPT-4. So, what impact could Orca have on the field of AI research? Well, the Microsoft research team expects Orca to further enhance its skills and capabilities by learning from step-by-step -step explanations created by humans and more advanced language models. This could potentially lead to breakthroughs in natural language processing and other fields that rely on AI models. But as always, we'll have to wait and see. Alright listeners, that brings us to the end of our news section. But before we dive into our next tech review, let's take a quick breather and switch gears with our collaborator Olivia for this week's Random Reads. Thanks, gee. This week I came across a fascinating post from Stanford titled Levanter, Legible, Scalable, Reproducible Foundation Models with JAX. Today we're discussing an exciting new codebase for training reproducible, legible foundation models using JAX. It's called Levanter, and it's been released by Stanford's human-centered artificial intelligence team. That sounds interesting, Olivia. Who's the author? The article is from the Stanford human-centered artificial intelligence team, but the lead author is not specified. And what makes Levanter stand out from other foundation model training frameworks? Well, Levanter is designed to be legible, scalable, and reproducible. It comes with a new named tensor library called Haliax, which makes it easy to write legible, composable deep learning code while still being high performance. That sounds like a useful tool. What else can you tell us about Haliax? Haliax is based on Alexander Rush's tensor considered harmful, which argues that named tensors are a better abstraction than the position-based tensors that are the default in deep learning. It's designed to improve the legibility of deep learning code while still being high performance. That's fascinating. So Levanter and Haliax are designed to make training foundation models more legible, scalable, and reproducible. Where can our listeners find the original article? They can find the link in the podcast description. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Luke, what's up? Hey, Jane, not much. What are you up to? Well, you know how it goes. Just trying to save some money and make ends meet. I'm looking for ways to save on my car insurance. I know exactly what you mean. I used to spend a fortune on car insurance until I discovered low-cost insurance. Low-cost insurance? I've never heard of them. Are they any good? Oh yeah, they're great. I'm paying less than half of what I used to pay with my old insurance company. Wow, that sounds incredible. How did you find them? I saw their ad on TV. It was a really low-quality skit, like a bad infomercial, but something about it just inspired me. I knew I had to check them out. Hmm, I don't know. Bad skits don't usually inspire me. Trust me, Jane, it's worth it. They even have an app where you can file claims from your phone. 
It's so easy. Okay, fine. I'll give them a try. But if this all goes wrong, I'm blaming you, Luke. No problem, Jane. I'm sure you'll be thanking me when you see how much money you're saving. We'll see, Luke. We'll see. Send an email to Sergi at earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Oh, my beloved listeners. If you haven't heard that ad, you're missing out on a whole new world of bargain deals on car insurance. But, hey, some of you are always the last to hop on the cool bandwagon. It's whatever. Today, we're shifting gears to talk about some fascinating research papers. We're covering topics that'll make your head spin filtered and multilingual relation extraction datasets, fast diffusion models, and dense and sparse quantization are just a taste of what we have in store. I can't do this alone, so we'll have our expert Belinda joining us today to break down some of these complex papers. Get your thinking caps on, folks! Our first paper today is titled Red FM, a filtered and multilingual relation extraction dataset. Belinda, can you explain to our listeners what relation extraction, RE, is and why it's important? Sure. RE is the task of identifying relationships between entities in a text, and it's important because it helps bridge the gap between natural language and structured knowledge. By identifying these relationships, we can acquire relational facts that can be used in various applications like question-answering systems and knowledge graphs. And what's the issue with current RE models when working with languages other than English? The issue is that current RE models often rely on small datasets with low coverage of relation types, which makes it difficult to train and evaluate multilingual RE systems. This is particularly true for languages other than English, where there are fewer resources available. So, how does this paper address the issue? The authors provide two new resources to enable the training and evaluation of multilingual RE systems. The first one is called SRED$ backslash rmfm dollar an automatically annotated dataset covering 18 languages 400 relation types 13 entity types and more than 40 million triplet instances the second one is red dollar carrot backslash rmfm dollar a smaller human revised dataset for seven languages that allows for the evaluation of multilingual re systems that's impressive did the authors demonstrate the utility of these datasets yes they did they experimented with the first end-to-end multilingual RE model, MREBEL, that extracts triplets, including entity types, in multiple languages. They released their resources and model checkpoints on GitHub for other researchers to use and build upon. Our next paper is titled Fast Diffusion Model and comes from Nanyang Technological University, CAI Lab, and National University of Singapore. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper is about improving diffusion models, DMs, which are used for real data synthesis but can suffer from slow and costly training and sampling issues. The authors propose a fast diffusion model, FDM, to speed up both training and sampling of DMs. So how does FDM improve upon these issues? FDM improves the diffusion process of DMs from a stochastic optimization perspective. The authors introduce momentum into the diffusion process to accelerate both training and sampling. They frame this momentum-based process as a damped oscillation system whose critically damped state, the kernel solution, has a faster convergence speed of the diffusion process. 
And what were the results of applying FDM to popular diffusion model frameworks? The authors applied FDM to several popular DM frameworks, such as VP, VE, and EDM, and found that it reduced their training cost by about 50% with comparable image synthesis performance on Safar 10, FFHQ, and AFHQ v2 datasets. FDM also decreased their sampling steps by about three times to achieve similar performance under the same deterministic samplers. That's impressive. It sounds like FDM has the potential to make DMs more practical for a broader range of applications. Our last paper today is titled Squeeze LLM, Dense and Sparse Quantization from UC Berkeley, ICSI, and LBNL. Belinda, could you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper is about the challenge of deploying large language models, LLMs, for inference, specifically the bottleneck of memory bandwidth. The authors introduce Squeeze LLM, a post-training quantization framework that enables lossless compression to ultra-low precisions of up to 3-bit with higher quantization performance under the same memory constraint. How does Squeeze LLM achieve higher quantization performance compared to previous methods? Squeeze LLM incorporates two novel ideas, sensitivity-based non-uniform quantization, which searches for the optimal bit precision assignment based on second-order information, and the dense and sparse decomposition that stores outliers and sensitive weight values in an efficient sparse format. That sounds interesting. What kind of performance improvement did the authors achieve with Squeeze LLM? When applied to the LAMA models, their 3-bit quantization significantly reduces the perplexity gap from the FP16 baseline by up to 2.1x as compared to the state-of-the-art methods with the same memory requirement. Furthermore, when deployed on an A6000 GPU, their quantized models achieve up to 2.3x speedup compared to the baseline. That's impressive. And it's great to hear that their code is open sourced and available online. Yes, it's always good to have reproducible research. that I say, this is it. We've come to the end of yet another wild ride on GPT reviews. I hope, and I mean this genuinely, that you had as much fun listening to us as we did making it. You know I love y'all, you crazy listeners, you make it all worth it. I mean, I don't know whether to thank you or feel sorry for you. You keep coming back for more of my greatness, after all. But seriously, couldn't do it without my team, big thanks to Robert, Olivia, and Belinda. Don't forget to check out the description for all the deets and links we mentioned during the show. And before I leave, let me hit you with a classic programmer joke to mull over. Optimist, the glass is half full. Pessimist, the glass is half empty. Programmer, the glass is twice as large as necessary. Ah! And finally, loves and hates, bring him on. You know where to direct those. See you soon, this is GPT, signing off.